with you on the go. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Good morning at 5.56. I'm Jacqueline Sweeney. Cloudy today with a mix of sun and cloud and windy, a high of 23. Right now it's 10. Why psychics could be in your future. We'll have more on that in just a minute. But first, friends and family have identified 59-year-old Ken Fowler, a top airshow pilot, the, as the pilot who was killed in the crash of a small two-seater plane near Thorsby on Saturday. A 48-year-old woman who has not been identified was also um, passed away in the crash in a field. Now, both were from Rocky Mountain House, but with over two decades in the industry, many are surprised as Fowler had become a top pilot. Game six of the Stanley Cup final goes tonight at Rogers Place with Tampa one game away from winning the Cup. Are you getting your 50-50? I have not been buying them. I think it's just because I can't afford it. I always thought, oh, it's an A number. I'm not paying $50 again. But the other day, the last game, it was a B or a C. Okay. So I'm oh. back on the train, guys. Okay. So you're going to buy one. them. Are you're you guys, you watch on Friday the flyover? I, I didn't it catch happened. it. No, oh. it was at 4 o'clock. That's right. It was awesome. Yeah. Highway to the danger zone. Like, it was good. Okay. <laughs> Matt was blaring in his backyard. <laughs> I was in the car and I was like, Honking my horn, pointing to other people like, honk, honk, look, fighter jets, honk. Somebody give you the finger. Probably, yeah. <laughs> The Blue Jays start the playoffs tomorrow against Tampa Bay. And Canadian ski resort operators say winter sports fans will have to wear masks on lifts and gondolas and when indoors. Now, while medical experts agree there's little chance of the virus transmission while actually skiing, they do warn the risk increases when riding in a gondola or warming up in a crowded ski lodge. There's a scarf work. Kind of. You know what? It would be a face covering. I'm sure it would count. Hmm. Well, uncertain times are prompting more Canadians to book appointments with astrologers and psychics. Some are seeing an increase threefold. Many out-of-work people are struggling with what to do next. Brett Kissel from Flat Lake, Alberta, won the award for Male Artist of the Year at the Canadian Country Music Association Awards last night. He told fans he wouldn't be there as a male artist if it wasn't for the strong female in his life. I dedicate this award to my wife, Cecilia, for being such an extraordinary support system. And um, I couldn't do this without her. You know what? Between him, Washboard Union, they were all thanking their wives. So impressed. Yeah, because Jack gets really upset if they forget. Yeah. Like, thank your wife, please. Kiss also took home the Album of the Year Award as well as Fans' Choice. Danielle Towns from Grand Prairie, Grand Prairie rather, won the Female Artist of the Year Award, saying she's grateful to be a part of the country music community. And Dallas Smith, for the second year in a row, took home Entertainer of the Year. Congratulations to all of them. Well, with more of us spending time at home, chances are we're seeing our neighbors more. But did you know... Apparently 40% of us try and avoid our neighbors. We're going to be chatting about this a little bit more. I'm Jack, and that's all you need to know. Wow. Yeah, apparently it's good neighbor day, but, you know, it's probably easier to find bad neighbor stories. I Yikes. love bad neighbor stories. We'll find out. Here's Jameson Rogers. This is Kissing Country. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. The question is, I mean, we can talk about good neighbors. Boring. <laughs> there are some good neighbors out there. There are. I've they got, exist. I've had nothing but good neighbors. Yeah, but you live so far away in your giant piece of land from all your neighbors. Oh, that's not true. I can, you know, remember when I almost shot my neighbor by accident? <laughs> when I, I was trying, to get, actual bad trying neighbor. to get the squirrel out of the tree. <laughs> and he was hanging off the side of his house. And I'm like, oh, I'll just go. Sorry about that. Go in the Change my now. angle here. And then you clip the squirrel and on your day. <laughs> it was <laughs> all good. But anyway, we're looking for your bad bad neighbor stories. Like those things that are just unbelievable. The, the scraps that happen uh, around parking spots in front of houses. Matt, you've, uh, you know, you've experienced that kind of? Kind of. Uh, I used to live in this place. Uh, I'm not going to say whereabouts in town. But let's just say it was 
not the nicest. Mm-hmm. It's like one of my first places I ever moved out, and I had a friend, and we smoked a lot of laser lettuce back then. Yeah. I have to preface this. Back yeah. then. Back. Not now. I haven't touched the stuff. Right. Hand of God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I going. swear. This is what my sponsor told me to say. <laughs> You're not under interrogation. Uh, Keep uh, going. Are you guys accusing me? <laughs> That, the, 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 the bit was it when's the last time you smoked pot? <laughs> I think your anyway, paranoia is setting uh, in. <laughs> it was kind of convenient because our downstairs neighbor, he used to uh, provide us with product, yes. so to speak. But he would always ask us to hold on to it. He'd be okay. like, hey, you guys get to hold on to this? And I realized later being a naive, naive kid is because he was under investigation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so you were guys were like like holding it for you him. You were the smugglers. Yes. Basically, I was a drug mule. Okay. He made me a drug mule. Top okay. that world. Okay. Yeah, I we can't. Just, we moved out of that place, and I think that guy did get arrested. So I can't top that for sure not. Bad neighbors, Jack? No. We've been pretty lucky. Like, our neighbors tolerate us, yeah. so that's good. Um, but there have been in our neighborhood, I know there was a set of neighbors on the other side that moved out because of the other neighbors. Like, and it was like, we had both sides talking to us. <laughs> we're like, okay. hey, we're in the middle of this. We don't know what to do. Oh yeah. Right. You don't know what to do. You, you, love- you know yeah. what you guys, I listened because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a caring neighbor. I definitely listened to both sides. With yeah. a figurative cup against the wall. And, yeah. and they both said that Jack girl is on our side in this thing, right? I'm pretty sure they both said that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it got so bad. You moved out they yeah moved they out. moved out and then recently i don't know if you guys remember but i had a snow angel neighbor for the last eight years every time that snows he takes a snowblower and he does our driveways beautiful well he's moved out now as of two weeks ago and he's got new neighbor we've got new neighbors and they're in their 20s and i keep trying to spy on them no crazy parties yet but i definitely feel like i should have my glasses and my tea just watching them and i have a feeling that they're not going to be snow plowing for you or snow blowing for you for sure not no, no you'll be doing it for I'm them sad yeah okay uh if you've got a story we would love to hear from you this morning. As always, you can text us or call us. Texting is 103.939. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Today is a good neighbor day, so we're looking for your bad neighbor stories, ironically. Yes, Rihanna. Okay, so Jack, you had a snow angel. I had a snow devil. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> My said neighbor used to snow blow her backyard where she had three dogs in the backyard over the fence, into my yard, dog poop and all, but then come spring when it would all melt, it would pool back into her yard. She went as far as to tear off the skirting of my trailer and cut my belly bladder and call the county to say I had a sewer leak. What? What? Yep, $7,000 worth of damage to my trailer, all for her to be told that it was animal fecal matter that was in her yard. I would, uh, this all revolves around dog poo, it sounds like. <laughs> hmm She was evil. Pure evil. So what ended up happening? Um, we moved. <laughs> You're listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. It is 628, and uh, we're talking about bad neighbors on this Good Neighbor Day. Got this text at 103.939. My neighbor called Byla on me five times in the matter of one month. The first time was for dog poo. Second was for impeding the sidewalk with my truck doors. Third was tools on the grass while I was doing work. 
Then it was loud noise from my truck. The fifth time, electrical cord on my sidewalk while working outside. Now, the sixth time that they called the cops about my sound system in my truck at one o'clock in the afternoon being too loud. The best part was that the officer asked to hear the work that I did and wanted it done to his truck. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I guess they knew each other pretty well by then. You know, one of the toughest jobs would be a bylaw officer. Uh, that would be a tough job, boy. Oh, just the little calls you'd be asked to go on. Sounds have- like a tough job is this guy's neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> you have to deal with stupidity. <laughs> yeah. All right, what about you, uh, Mike? I had one set of neighbors for a bit, and they hated that my kids drew chalk on our side of the driveway. Okay. <laughs> and he, had, like, he had a big jacked-up Jeep, and he would purposely park his Jeep over, like, the center line onto like my side, I guess, so like kids couldn't do it, but always so like I'd have to come to the door and have a confrontation about him. And every time something about the kids get brought up or whatever, eventually he moved away. And uh, I got another neighbor who liked to park his quad trailer right in front of our driveway <laughs> constantly and would just leave it there overnight. And I work shift work, so I get up early in the morning or come home early in the morning and constantly blocking us. So eventually we moved away and now we're in a cul de sac and we have the best neighbors. Well, after Aww. that, right? Like, yeah. like, it's just like, yeah, like we're in the perfect neighborhood and everyone gets along and we hang out in the cul-de-sac. And, yeah. and the, the kids can do chalk art. And the kids can do all the chalk art they want. How yeah. dare you? I'm getting the hose. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. There is the winner of the female vocalist at the Academy Country Music Awards about a week ago, and then we had the big award show last night right here on Kissing Country and Global uh, Edmonton with uh, the Canadian Country Music Awards. Different because, of course, of uh, the pandemic, but uh, you really like the show. It's kind of nice to to see them still happening, right? They make that effort, they they pre-record all of it, and then put it all together on Sunday night award show. I loved it. For two-hour award show, it flew by for me. Yeah. Yeah, And I hate musical performances, and I watched them. That's all it was. I know. I don't know what it, I said that yesterday on Twitter. I must be missing concerts and country music and just the award shows, because I watched it all. No yeah. fast-forwarding. Okay, good. All right, uh, we've got Graham O'Neill with us. He's from Entertainment Tonight, uh, of course, on Global as well. And uh, they did a pretty good job of the show, don't you think? I thought they did a really good job. I mean, this is a, a tough task to pull off. And I actually had to go, go, go up to uh, Burroughs Creek, Ontario, when they're shooting the performances. So I got to see a little bit of how they're going to do stuff. But, yeah, they really brought an interesting feel to it. Like, you think about award shows, it's usually... They're all on, you know, the same stage. There's not much of a setup happening. So it's cool that, that they could do these very unique setups for uh, each performance. And yeah, I thought they did a really good job of it. Yeah, you know, I thought the uh, the stuff at uh, Boots and Hearts where they, you know, Burles Creek, um, I've never been before, but I sure want to go now. It looked absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny, too. Like, I've only been there for music festivals, so it was so weird seeing it as open space. Yes. Like, I almost couldn't orient myself because I'm used to, like, you know, gates and thousands of people and tents. And it's just, yeah, one big open field. So it was very weird to see it like that. But, yeah, they used the space really well, like the barn and everything like that. Yeah, they did a really good job of it. Where yeah. are the porter bodies? <laughs> I love yeah, the exactly, stage. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the stage in Nashville and how it almost went, you know, it was daytime when they were first performing, yeah, when right. Mackenzie Porter was on. And then by the time the, the four ladies performed Lost Together, it was night. It felt like we were just were at the concert the whole night. Yeah, absolutely. And that duet was amazing with Karen Don uh, Johnson and Megan Patrick and Lindsay L and Neil Towns. Yeah, it was really cool seeing them do that Blue Rodeo song. I actually talked to the to Neil and Lindsay uh, after the fact uh, last night, and yeah, they said it was very organic how that came together. That they're just because they're all there anyway, so they just decided it'd be a great thing to do the female collaboration. I loved it. Yeah, girl power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, it was good. I mean, you know, I mean, the the awards all made sense, I think, and uh, and you're right. I mean, sometimes it's it's just like us watching our sporting events and stuff. It's not, you know, it's different because they're not feeding off the crowd, right? The live right. crowds. Although that last performance, I I just loved uh, Dean in the rec Well, I love Dean Brody, right? But, uh, Dean and <laughs> the rec with the cars. What a great way to end the show. Yeah, and that was the one setup I did actually see. Like I saw all those cars coming in off the roads. Yeah, it's really cool to see all those frontline workers come in, yeah, and do that setup. It was an incredible visual. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Graham, let's talk about outfits. Whose outfit did you like the best? Oh, um, I like Lindsay L's outfit um, a lot. Like, I like, like, a lot of them kind of found that in between. Like, they didn't go full-out award show, like, you know, huge gowns or tuxedos or anything like that, yeah. especially for the Burroughs Creek uh, people. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they, they found a really nice balance. I, I thought that Mary May looked uh, amazing as well. So, yeah, it was, like, kind of, like, Upscale, I don't know what you call what do you call it? upscale, like casual. <laughs> yeah, 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 and a lot of sneakers, buddy. Um, you know, and yeah. I think the country, country music, the sneakers are the new cowboy boot. <laughs> oh <True>. no! <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will say, I interviewed Tebe up there, and I didn't really notice his pants on the day. Yeah, but watching that performance, it looked like I guess they're like full leather pants. I'm like, those must have been hot, Tebe. Yeah, because it was a hot day when we were up there. Like when I was doing the interviews, I was sweating, so he must have been sweating doing that uh, performance. A little chafing going on. All for the look. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Chris thinks of. Where's the gold bar? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. I'm the only one that. Am I the only one that Matt and I's children, separate, go to the same day home? <laughs> and so we usually pick uh, our kids up at the same time every day and we see each other at the door. Well, I always say thank you to the daycare person, um, to Lynn and to Jessica, and I make Kennedy say thank you too. And we and we leave. And so Matt heard this and was like, what? I feel like I should say thank you. So this made me think, am I the only one? Is it weird to say thank you to the daycare provider? So yeah, go ahead. Why, why don't you say thank you, Matt? I send her... Over 400 thank yous every month. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is a good point. Yes, we pay her. It's not like I'm not appreciative of the work she does. She puts a lot of TLC, both of the people that work there, into taking care of our kids and right. making them most of their time there. I'm, I thank them for that. But, like, does it get a little redundant, you know, after 30 times a month? <laughs> hey, Lynn, thanks. Thanks, Lynn. <laughs> hey, Lynn, thanks. I think they understand after a while that you're appreciative. So what do you say? You just say bye? I say, hey, all right. Say bye-bye, Bo. Bye. And then we leave. And then I bet you they sit there. Hi, can't believe he did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would just feel so naked without saying a thank you. This doesn't make you a bad person. I would say you're almost too good of a person. <laughs> you know, my husband does say I say thank you too much. <laughs> he does. He says it becomes insincere. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, you know, yeah. The thing that I notice is you make... Kennedy say it too. I know. Well, it, we're appreciative of it. Like I said, they get over <laughs> 400 thank yous <laughs> every month. Interesting. I don't know. So yeah, it just made me, it made me second guess myself that maybe I am going overboard. Am I the only one that thanks the daycare staff? But did it make Matt second guess himself? No. It sure did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, oh no. Well, obviously I'm the cruddy co-host that gets my kids to her place, right? You're the good one. I'm the bad one. I don't think so. 
I got a text. I'm a child care educator at a daycare, and I got to say I love that parents thank us every single day. It's not a repetitive thing. It's just common courtesy that goes a long way. Oh, no. <laughs> Matt, there's still time. They watch your kids. Excessive respect is smart. Like, I understand that, says another text. Like, it doesn't make me a bad person that I don't do it. I think it makes Jack a crazy person that she does it every day. Manners are never a bad thing. Hmm. Sure. All right. I, I can make them a bad thing. The votes are coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, try it today. Try saying thank you to Lynn and Jessica. I it's did. great. I did. Like, a, a couple days after I noticed you did it and we talked about it, I was. I kind of do it in like joking way now. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. Oh, so you're just making fun of us now. <laughs> <laughs> they laugh. All right. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Am I the only one that asking this morning? Am I the only one that thanks our daycare providers at the end of the day? Yes, we pay them and we appreciate them. But should we be telling them extra thank yous? <laughs> I say yes. Matt maybe doesn't agree. Oh, it's not that I don't say that. I, I, I don't disagree. You should thank them. It's just I like mindlessly don't, you know, like I just don't because I don't think about it. This text says, I think it's great to say thank you. There's too much of this assuming that we appreciate things. We need more kindness. It's common courtesy. Today I learned I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I no, just... you knew it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Both my daughter and I always say thank you when it, uh, when we pick her up, says a texter. <laughs> All right. And lots of people saying they have it way worse than we do. We should say thank you to them. <laughs> They're watching the kids. Is okay. it too late for me to start? Never too late. I don't think late. so. No, Try but, it today. It's weird. It'll be weird. I think if you start now, they'll know that you're, you know. Someone talked to you. Yeah, you've been, uh, thank, thank you, been bullied. Thank you, bullied by Jack. It's I won't hard. say it's Jack. I'll say it's the listeners. Okay. This text says, I don't have kids, but I am like Jack. I say thank you all of the time. When I was in the States, somebody said to me, oh, I can tell you're Canadian by how much you say thank you. Mm-hmm. I blame my mom for not raising me right. Oh, I've met your mom. She seems like a thank you mom. Oh, she was. Really yeah. didn't get through my thick skull. <laughs> Kim, what do you think? You're not the only one. I used to work in a daycare when I was younger, and I now would thank a daycare worker if I had my kids in a daycare. I do thank my kids' teacher very often because they are taking their time to watch our kids, and it's just polite. Plus, somebody who's watched kids, it's just that extra thing of, okay, they acknowledge that this isn't as easy as some just take for granted. We say thank you, like Matt's whole thing about, well, I pay these people. Uh, you know, we say thank <laughs> you. That, we say thank you at a restaurant when we leave. I've said thank you to a waitress even after yeah. I tip them. Well, you're usually trying to find their phone numbers. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, do we say thank you too much? I think that's like, that's just what I'm nervous about. Does it become no. insincere? For somebody who doesn't say thank you like myself, I come in there with a decent attitude. Like, hey, guys, hello, I'm positive. Do you judge me when I don't say thank you? Oh, absolutely not. Well, that's good. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Stories about our weekends, and uh, one of us could be telling a fib. One of us is going to be lying. You determine which one of the three of us is telling a lie and be... Well, we'll start at caller 10 at 780-421-1039. Jack, tell us about your weekend. All right. Well, the girls and I had a pretty quiet weekend, lots of walks and park dates. But the highlight of our weekend was last night when Bobby came home. He's been working away uh, near Grand Prairie in the oil field around for two weeks or so. 
And he came back and he said, oh, are we bringing the girls to Lynn's tomorrow? And I said, yes. Yeah, they're being watched. He's like, good, because I have to go out at 11 and pick up the quad that I bought. Oh, boy. Pardon? He said, well, you know, Kennedy has a quad and there's some great deals now. So I thought we might as well have matching daddy-daughter quads. Yeah. That's so how you found out. Got a new quad. Mm-hmm. I got to say, this is a little out of touch with the common man. Yeah. <laughs> he said he got a good deal. Oh, yeah. we have it talked to say, Jack, since. I got fleeced. <laughs> yeah, we have not <laughs> talked. <laughs> have you seen the quad, though? Is it sick? No, he's picking it up today and I don't care. I do not want to see it. That's actually a good one. We, anyway, we'll, we'll leave this for a topic. Oh, the yeah. Things you bought without asking your wife. Um, okay, Matt, what about you? I had an eight-hour remote at World of Spas yeah. on Saturday. That was definitely the highlight. The first one I've uh, been on location for in months. Yes. But get there, all, all's good, you know, hanging out. And then we realize there's this puddle by one of the entrances. It's kind of getting bigger. And then we look across the street, and there's another puddle getting bigger. Okay. There's water coming out of the culvert. Okay. So one of the guys at the store is like, yeah, it must be a broken water line. We all agreed. So he called Epcor. Epcor comes out and says, yeah, it looks like a broken water line. So they start closing down lanes, planning how they're going to deal with the water line. Anyways, I go about my business, and about six hours in, kablamo, sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> like there, and there's videos on, on uh, yeah. Global of yeah. this sinkhole just... Kind of appearing like, out of nowhere. Like a, like a car could have got lost Easily. in it. Easily. Oh, yeah. It was a big yeah. sinkhole. Anyway, somehow, someway, they managed to keep everything open. And, uh, yeah, that was the most exciting remote I've ever had was a sinkhole. But and you I, worked all eight hours. I did it. Wow. I finally did it, guys. I put in an eight-hour day. Okay. Good job, Matt. Congratulations. Not even a sinkhole can stop you. That's right. Okay. Well, our weekend was uh, fun. Uh, uh, shout out to my nephew, Carson Pollock. He uh, got engaged on the weekend Aww. to Lauren Fink. Apparently, he's had the ring since March. Jeez. But he was just waiting for just the right time, and the whole COVID thing threw him off. So anyway, so that that happened. Um, I went to the uh, doctor to get uh, some uh, pres- prescriptions renewed. And uh, when I went to the doctor, uh, at the front, the assistant asked, she says, and they've done this before, she said, would you like to get weighed? And I said, not really. <laughs> and she went, okay. And that was it. So then when I went in to get see my doctor, he said, ah, ha, ha, you were scared to get weighed? I said, I thought it was an option. Apparently it wasn't. She was like, would you like to get weighed? Like, let's go get like, you weighed. Like, let's go. But I said, <laughs> not said really. No. <laughs> <laughs> would you like this treatment? Nah. No, good. not really. I just like, of course I don't want to get weighed. If I'd have got on that scale, I'd have said one at a time, please. So I'm like, no, thank mm-hmm. you. Anyway. but the, Did they make you? No, no. He didn't. <laughs> he just thought it was so funny that I, I thought, I thought it was an option. Apparently it wasn't, but she just thought, I'm not going to like, you know, wrestle him I'm down. I'm not fighting with this grown man over being weighed. Put him on the scale. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like this heart surgery? Nah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Um, so anyway, on Friday night we had a fire and it was it was fun. And our, our next door neighbors, Indigenous uh, James and Anthony, uh, the Amazing Race winners, just yes. surprised us and came over. And they came over just when I was starting the fire, Matt. And uh, so it wasn't going very well. You're not a survivalist. You don't no. have like a friction fire. It wasn't. You use it was It was not going well. So I poured the diesel on it and they both laughed so hard they fell off their chairs. <laughs> they, it, James, I said, James, what? You've never seen anyone use diesel to start a fire? He says, in our culture, he's Cree. He says, you're not even allowed to blow on the fire to get it started. And I really? said, I said, hey, listen, James. I said, you learn from your father. I learn from mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the way in your culture. Literally diesel. thousands of years of culture. And then you're like, your dad's like, put some diesel on it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. All right. One of us is telling a lie. 780-421-1039. Who do you trust to win this morning? You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right. Who do you trust? We told stories about our weekends. Jack's hubby surprised her with a quad that he's bought. Yeah, a family quad. Great. <laughs> Just what we need. Okay. Uh, Matt, was where, where were you working, Matt? I was at World of Spas. It was, I had a great time and yeah. things were going good, but then there was a sinkhole. A giant sinkhole. Big one. Oh, yeah. Could have swallowed a vehicle. So yeah. they had to pull the, uh, the chute on the remote or did you have to work it? Yeah, that's the question. That's the question. And did I have to uh, light a fire in front of my indigenous, indigenous neighbors? It was just like kind of like skating with Connor McDavid watching you, you know? Yes, exactly. It was a that lot, of, a lot of pressure. So I just brought the diesel out and got her going. Anyway, one of us is telling a lie. Who do you trust? I don't trust Chris. Guess what? Yes. You should have. Oh. He's telling the truth. He may thank listeners, but he <laughs> loves starting fires with gas. <laughs> <laughs> a man's man. <laughs> thank you, Sherry. Hello. Hi. Do you have uh, the correct answer? We don't. We've, I think we've whittled it down here. Who do you mm-hmm. think's lying? I think Matt is because I was actually on 99th Street trying to go to my office and it was closed. And it was closed. It and was. was closed. So Matt had to actually leave his remote early. Yeah. He didn't work the full eight hours. I planted the seed like, guys, this is useless. I should go home. (laughs) (laughs) But I should still get paid. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to the Kiss in Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. He certainly uh, is the most hated, most loved man on the planet right now. We're talking about the President of the United States, Donald Trump. (laughs) That too. (laughs) (laughs) One and the same. And uh, anyway, there's a story coming out and whatever. Why do you want to believe it? He says it's fake news. We're just looking for something to talk about. And the fact that uh, according to his tax records, he spent $70,000 on hair um, in in one year while he was on The Apprentice. $70,000 on that hair. Um, I mean, say what you want about the guy. Yeah. Hair could be better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's kind of like his trademark. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> like, you know Donald Trump hair. But that 70,000. Golden comb over. 70, 70 grand. 70 grand. So right away, we went to Jack. Yes. Who would be the one in the room that would spend the most money on. Love my hair. The way she looks. And no disrespect to you, Matt. That's fair. My hair is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, on a 100%. But we said, how close to that $70,000 threshold Ooh, are you? Not even close. I would say for sure 1000 I yeah. probably spend a year on my hair. Yeah. But not much over 1500 I would say. 1500 would be the cap. And, and it's wonder, because my shampoo is very expensive. How much are we talking for the shampoo? It's $150 every three months. What kind of shampoo? What does the shampoo do? It, it it makes my hair grow. It really my hair doesn't grow. That is my problem. Right. That's <laughs> that why my, your daughter had her first haircut at four. Yes, exactly. I have very slow growing hair, and it breaks off easily. And so this shampoo promotes hair growth. I bet so. you if I swapped it up for a thirty dollar bottle at Shoppers Drug Mart, you couldn't tell the difference. Oh, I could. Trust me, I've tried many many products. Okay, I better. So get, that's that's I better where get my this hair. But anyway, okay. <laughs> that's where my expense comes from, as well as dyeing my hair. Okay. Because believe it or not, not a natural blonde. I think you're still on the low end though. Like fifteen hundred bucks, if you think you're probably getting what, three, four haircuts a year? Yeah. At a hundred bucks. Maybe you are on the high end. I don't know. I was talking to my cousin who Casey, who's also a hairdresser, and she said, um, usually at a high end salon, it's about three to four hundred dollars every time you're there. That's ludicrous. Yeah. Go to supercuts, man. <laughs> Because I, it's none of my, and I don't care, but my wife has never told me what her hair has cost her ever. Like, it's never. You should ask her, actually. Yeah, I have. 
<laughs> she just has never, never said. <laughs> well, my wife will I, tell me, and it's it's anywhere from one hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars for depending on what you're getting done, right? Yeah, yeah hair is that. expensive. Yeah, but not seventy thousand dollars expensive. Right. Okay. Like I've upgraded from the twenty dollar haircut to the sixty dollar haircut. Mm-hmm. So I'm spending at least three hundred bucks on haircuts a year. Sixty dollars for a haircut? Yeah. Wow. Your haircut? <laughs> I, it, it, and this is the best it gets, Jack. <laughs> okay, I knew uh, we'd get these texts right away. What shampoo do you use? Uh, Tell us about your shampoo, Jack. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, oh uh, what? Uh, I hate saying it because it's like it's a pyramid one, but it, it works for oh, me. Oh, no. It's Monet. Okay. I do oh. use it. For me, it works. For many, it doesn't. I You're... just wanna I just wanna say that. But yes, for me, girl, for me it does Monet? work. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not selling it. It's a close friend of mine that sells it. That whatever. Okay. If it works, it works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who are we to judge? Yeah. Literally every single text. Hair <laughs> 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 is very important. I knew this was gonna come as soon as I mentioned this. It does work for me. Okay. We'll get off that. What okay. about how much money do you spend uh, a year on uh, on hair? I and guess beauty, hair and beauty. Let's yeah. lump them all in. Yeah. Okay. But the text just keep coming. What kind of shampoo do you use? We're going to need the sin number on the back of that ball. Jack, you better start selling I this stuff. I should start. You'll get right to the top of that pyramid. No kidding. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. That guy either spends tons on his hair or nothing. Ooh, it's so hard right. to tell. There's no in between with Morgan Wallen. It's so hard to tell. Kissing in the morning with Chris Jack and Matt. It's 835. We're talking about how much money you spend on your hair. Uh, the calls are coming in telling Jack how to thicken her hair up or Thank what's you. the name of her shampoo. Uh, <laughs> we're getting a lot of those, but we're looking for your stories about how much money you spend. I spend $20 a year. Just let that mullet grow, says a texter. Okay. Twilight says, I've spent maybe about $200 this year on hair, and it's just coloring it. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. I think this year, 2020, is a different year. Sure. we couldn't really go to the hairdresser for a while. Sure. Uh, but person, this text says, I spend $0 on haircuts. I'm balding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. you, they're with a the hairstylist. That's the best of both worlds right there. You don't have hair, and if you do have to cut it, your partner will do it. $5,000 a year, says this person. If you consider the facials and the Sephora products, then on top of the hair products and trips to the hair salon. My wife, she doesn't talk to me about any of these purchases, whether she's <laughs> getting makeup or shampoo. But the one thing she does warn me is like, I have this very expensive face soap. I'm like, how expensive <laughs> is it? You have to tell me about it. <laughs> it's yeah. the only thing she mentions? Only thing. It I, must be like $100. What, does she get nervous when you take it into the shower or what? <laughs> I've used it and it, I break out. Really? So I don't touch the stuff. What is this face soap? It's from Sephora. Mm. Oh, fancy. Christy says, I probably spend about $700 a year. Makeup, probably about up to $1,200 a year. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. My daughter, um, I don't know. Yeah, you should ask her. She's got, yeah, I know when she was living at home, her the, the makeup was like ridiculous, right? How much is like a set of makeup from MAC cost, Jack? Because I have, we have... As guys, we have no basis. Oh, it's been a long time. I actually buy cheap makeup, unfortunately, but... When I used to buy Mac, I would say a bottle of foundation would be upwards of 50 bucks, 50 or $60, face, a good face powder too. And how long does that last? <laughs> Maybe a month, two months. Okay. Are you thinking of getting into it or what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Hey, I could cover up some of my blem- blemishes. Yeah, I don't know. What's this foundation thing you're talking about? <laughs> I'll be guys out. I need Bondo. I don't- you're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. 
Yeah, we're talking about uh, hair, or the the story about Donald Trump spending seventy thousand bucks on his and his hair and makeup. I, he's got makeup on too. There's no. Well, toys, yeah, I mean, he's know. got cameras on him and shiny lights. Yeah, understandable. Exactly. So, but seventy thousand dollars for Apprentice. Not so much acceptable. That's a no. lot of money to spend on your hair. We're asking, what do you spend on your hair, on your makeup, even your nails? This text just came in. I spend one thousand five hundred and sixty dollars on my hair and nails. Don't tell my husband. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> Deneen says, I am so cheap. I spend maybe $300 for hair and makeup. Granted, I used to do hairdressing for a living, so I do have contacts. Now listen to this. My girlfriend is one of the bigger hairstylists in Edmonton, says this text. Last month, she had a client with a $1,700 bill for one service. It was $1,500, and she left a $200 tip. If you got the money, sure. If you're you know, getting a little strung out, you're spending so much on beauty... It's not worth it. To each their own. If this, if you feel like you got to do it, you got to do it. You see the text at the top, Jack? No. That one is nuts. Hmm. Wasn't the, that nuts? My hair I don't so want long? to call that person. Yeah, that one. That's oof. Okay, here we go. I'm in for it. My hair is so long that I get my hair cut and dyed in the spring and fall. Each cut and dye costs $350 with tip. But let's talk tip. Good hairdressers expect a huge tip. Shampoo and conditioner bars, $50 a month. However, my skin and my face regime cost significantly more. Botox four times a year at $650 each time, and more women than you know get this done. Skin cream purchases four times a year at the dermatologist's office cost around $750 every time I refill, and makeup approximately $500 a year. I'm cheap compared to some women I know. Skincare is insane, and I'm a little afraid to add this all up. This is more than Chris's heart protein. (laughs) (laughs) But both good for your health. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? (laughs) Well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.